Welcome to another episode of Ball Court. And yes, it is the draft edition. Draft 2020 has came and gone, and I got all the updates right here on Ball Court. Hey, welcome, welcome. This is Ball Court. I am your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And I know right now we're going to just dive right in because this is how things has been running with the NBA and basketball all around. Everything has been moving at a fevered pace. So just in case you're wondering, yes, the wait is over. Yes, those, what, three, four weeks of no basketball is back. Because basketball is coming back and it's coming rushing to you at a fevered pace right now. I want to kind of give y'all an update of how basketball is going to look and what we're talking about. We're talking about a December 22nd start date. Now, if anybody's listening, yes, you're already preparing. You're probably basing your turkeys, you know, getting the brine all set up for Thanksgiving. You heard me correct. Thanksgiving is coming up, and we're talking about a December 22nd start date. It was just three weeks ago we just crowned, you know, LeBron King. I'm sorry, King James. We crowned him once again king of the NBA and winning a championship, the 17th championship for the Lakers. I'm saying it just happened, but now we're right back on it. And it's been going crazy. I'm talking trades has been hidden. The draft took place just last night. This is absolutely amazing. Now, so the tentative 2021 NBA schedule, we're looking at December 22nd being open at night. Now, the All-Star break is going to, the All-Star break will be between running March 5th to the 10th. That's going to be played without the All-Star game. Kind of weird. I definitely do understand. Now, the regular season is going to end the 16th of May. And then the 17th to the 21st, they're going to have a playing tournament. Yes, that playing tournament that they had with the bubble, it was absolutely amazing. We loved the way it went. It was a great feel for basketball. They're holding on to that. They're going to keep it going into the 2021 season. So you're going to get to see more of that fevered pace of basketball. That's that, hey, let's go out there. Let's get it. We got to fight to make it. And now, this is going to be for the 7 to 10 seeds. So, with this new style, if you do finish ninth with a 72-game season, you know what I'm saying, you end up finishing 9th or 10th, you still have a way to fight your way in and actually make it in. Now, on the 22nd of May, the first round of the playoffs are going to start. Then by June 7th, we're going to have the conference semifinals. June 22nd, conference finals. Then July 8th to the 22nd, the NBA finals. And things will go back on pace. We'll have the summer to relax. And then NBA will be back to normal. That's what we are hoping. That's hoping that there isn't any uh, shutdowns due to any pandemics. There isn't any um, things that will stop this plan from working. Now, this plan in itself sounds great on paper. Now, there's a lot of different things that's taking place. Now, will it still be a bubble-type atmosphere coming to 22nd? Will they be going into arenas? Will fans be allowed into arenas? How is this going to take place for the cities that are having minimal people and for gatherings? Now, these are all the things that they have to work out and come together by the 22nd of December. While all of that is going on, there is more that is happening 
in NBA and basketball all over the world. Now, there's one thing that has taken place that took the world by storm as well as the NBA by storm. And that is, yes, you guessed it correctly, the draft. Yes, draft 2020 is here. All the speculation is over. And everybody put in their bids. All the opinions have been made. Who should have gone where? Who should have done what? We've actually worked out each and every one of those things. And I want to tell you, that draft was exciting. Anthony Edwards coming out of Georgia. We all knew that he was going to, we knew that he was, you know, on pace to be one of those top, in the top three. And the way the top three kind of played out, we all knew that those were the top three. We just didn't know the order. I felt this order worked out absolutely perfect. Anthony Edwards goes to Minnesota. I feel that this works out well because what Minnesota needed was a shooting guard, a dynamic shooting guard at that. So you add into you add into what they have right now with D'Angelo Russell and with Carl Anthony Towns, you put a Dwayne Wade-like player in Anthony Edwards, self-described, by the way, as a shooting guard coming out with a, with a dynamic game, a big man's body, and he can actually play the game and be physical. Now, mind you, he is one of the most elite athletes coming out in this draft and one of the most elite basketball players in this draft. And he doesn't even feel that basketball is his main thing. He doesn't he doesn't dig it like that. And he's still the best fit for Minnesota coming out of that draft. So if you're if you're picking on who's gonna be the overall best talent, yes, I would say LaMelo Ball should have gone number one. But if you're picking based off of needs, especially with everything ramping up so quickly to head back into the season, and, of course, the NBA did not want to give up on Christmas Day, so you need something that's going to be ready. You need you want a player that's almost NBA ready, somebody that you could put out there right now. Anthony Edwards was definitely Minnesota's best pick. Good job. All right. I give, me, personally, I give Minnesota an A-plus for that pick. You fought against temptation. You saw the, the pretty beautiful dangling apple, and you said no. And you went for the thing that you needed. That is very good. I wish I had that temptation, but I don't. That's why I buy so many sneakers. I don't, I'm not able to handle it like that, you know? Anyway, okay, we're going to go ahead and jump into the number two pick. The reason why I have him on my list is because when you talk about a need, this guy was a need. Yes, Golden State Warriors, they're pretty much a small team. They're, I think they're, they're just about the smallest team in the league. You have your most dominating defensive big man is only 6'7 in Draymond Green. So, of course, you're not going to look for the next person that's on the board, which is LaMelo Ball, who is also 6'7. You want a big man, somebody who's going to be athletic, jumping out the gym, that's going to run the floor. James, yes, James Wiseman. Yes, the exact same James Wiseman that had left uh, Memphis to, to, to prepare for this, this particular NBA draft due to the fact that he took $11,500 from Penny Hardaway in order to help his family move prior to him being a part of that organization or prior to him being with Memphis. And, they, and it got all messy. He said, you know what, I'm not even going to go through this. I'm actually going to sit out and prepare for the draft. And that he did. And for him to go to Golden State, I think that was the best, absolutely the best bet. Great pick for them. Also, let me go ahead and just break this to you because I know a lot of you have heard 
And I know that when you think about Golden State, you're thinking about the Splash Brothers. What could you add to the Splash Brothers with that? But right now, going into this next season, we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen with that formation of the Splash Brothers and James Wiseman. Because, yes, breaking news, just in case anybody didn't hear, Clay Thompson is hurt once again. He is out for the full year once again. Yesterday, during the time of the draft, literally, I believe, minutes after they had picked James Wiseman, the news had broke that um, Clay Thompson had torn his Achilles on his right leg and his right Achilles, and he will be out for the full season. I'm going to be honest. I'm absolutely heartbroken about this. Well, for two reasons. First off, I, I'm very much a Lakers fan, diehard Lakers fan. I will, I, I'm, I'm sticking through them thinking, oh, that's my team coming out of the West. But when I sit here and I tell you that I was not looking forward to seeing, uh, I was looking forward to it, you know, that I was actually looking forward to seeing uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman out there. And I wanted them to give the Lakers a run. I wanted it to be, I wanted to hush up the naysayers who said that the Lakers had an easy walk to the finals. And, and I wanted them to go against the Warriors and make it a phenomenal West, Western, you know, a Western Conference championship. Now, without Clay Thompson, do I see them making it to the playoffs? Yeah. Do I see them actually being a threat in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Yes, you know, he does help you spread the floor, but... A man that is that efficient, able to score like that with barely touching the ball is something that, we, um, that we're going to miss. Bright side, though, because I'm going to go ahead and jump into the next draft pick. Bright side about the whole Clay Thompson thing, he has a chance right now of making history. And making history is very important to me. So let me tell you how we can make history. If he does come back, when he does come back, if he's playing at the same caliber that he was after he had left and he is averaging over 20 points, he will be the first person since Michael Jordan to go ahead and do that. So, you know, take off two years and then come back in and average 20 points. So, hey, that could be a Jordan moment. That could be a Jordan moment, Clay. So prayers go up to Clay Thompson and the Golden State organization. I know that they're doing some big things over there, but I have to definitely give them an A. I'm going to go ahead and give them an A in that, in that draft. The reason why I'm giving them an A instead of an A+, plus, that if they knew that, that, uh, that news about Clay Thompson being hurt, would that have uh, changed it? Changed it? Mm. I'm going to just take off. I'm taking off for that. This is my ranking, so... So be it. Okay. Let me jump into the number three. This is this is the A plus right here. An A plus plus plus. Let me go ahead and tell you why. LaMelo Ball was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. And and yes, it's not your old school Charlotte Hornets where they're gonna spread the floor, pass the ball to Del Curry, and let them light it up. This new style of Charlotte Hornets, I absolutely love them. They're positionless. They're a quick-moving team, similar to the team that he is playing with in the Illawarra Hawks back in uh, the NBL. Now, I'm loving LaMelo Ball. Out of the whole Ball brothers, I have to say he's personally my favorite as a as a point guard and as an athlete. He has that, he has that je ne sais quoi, if you will, that, that little something extra. He dropped 92 points in a high school game. This kid is 
on fire. As a matter of fact, since he's been a high school junior, he's actually had to live the life of a professional athlete. So none of this phases him, and this is doesn't this doesn't overwhelm him at all. So I'm loving the fact that he's gonna he's ready to step on there and be a leader. Now, there is some key points to this uh, particular draft, you know, this particular draft pick that leads me to smile because three years ago when Lonzo Ball was actually going to get picked, I heard statements from LeVar Ball saying that he could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. Now, mm, here's your chance. Here's your chance, buddy. He's going to be there, you know, and I think this is going to be absolutely amazing to put certain things to, put certain things to rest. And speaking of the fact that I am so big on history, I have to talk about the historical moment that took place when LaMelo Ball was drafted number three. This is the first time in NBA history that two brothers have been drafted in the top five in the draft ever in NBA history. So say what you want about LaVar Ball. He He produced a top two pick and a top three pick. Hmm. Somebody might have to get him a training position. You know, I, I think the Lakers should sign him to a training position, see if they could develop guards, because obviously he know how to develop a point guard. I'm just saying, that's just my thought process. All right, so I definitely got to go ahead and give an A plus. Another A plus that I want to go ahead and hand out, because there were so many, there were so many great ones. Um, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin. I got to go ahead and give Obi Toppin a shout out. Just for the simple fact that, hey, this kid coming out of Dayton, you know, he had playing, he's an excellent baller, a New York kid, you know, grew up, you know, they doing his thing. His father's a street ball legend out there. Yes, no, father's a street ball legend. If you are anyone familiar with the N1 mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? It was, oh my gosh, he was, he was a beast back then. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite players, you know what I'm saying? to watch him and Hot Sauce do his thing, he was able to rise up and he was a high-flying dunker. And his brother, I mean, not his brother, his son is no different. Obi Toppin is a beast out there. So Obadiah Toppin, I got to go ahead and give you a shout out. You raised a beast. He's an animal. He going to the New York Knicks. You know, say number eight New York Knicks. Look at that. Hometown boy made good. He's staying right there in New York. His father was a New York basketball legend, and I'm hoping that he can do the same. So that, that was a proud moment. I smiled on that one. Another one that made me smile was Peyton Pritchard coming out of Oregon. You know, he got picked 26 by the Celtics. And here's, a, here's the thing that made me smile about him. Peyton Pritchard is not known for his, uh, his uh, amazing athleticism. He's not super tall. He's not super fast. But the thing is that he has amazing ball handling ability. Coming out of high school, he didn't hold this ability and he didn't dominate with it. But during the time that he was in Oregon, he worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And you can see the development over that time. Now we kept the ball on the string. And I think that that's exactly what they're going to need coming off with their second team and their second unit in Boston. Someone who's going to be able to control the pace of the game while maintaining and having head up and moving that ball around. It has been absolutely amazing what's been taking place in this uh, draft. And, uh, oh, another thing. Uh, no, I got a sh- shout-out. Kenyon Martin Jr. going to the Sacramento Kings. Yes, Kenyon Martin Jr. 
this is big. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, the New Jersey Nets selected Kenyon Martin as the first as the first pick in 2000. And now Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to Sacramento. I, I think this was, a, this was a beautiful all around. You know, um, Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony, got picked up by Orlando in the number 15 pick. So there was a lot of tears. It was very emotional. Man, as a matter of fact, I, I think I'm going to cry. I'm going to take a quick little break. I'm going to be right back. I want you all to stick with me right here on Ball Court. We got more draft talk. We got more draft talk as well as we got some trade talk right here on Ball Court. This is the world of basketball. Welcome back to Ball Court. This is the world of basketball. And yes, this is our draft edition. We got some things going on right now. Another, I want to jump into uh, one team right now. In the draft, I really like what they were doing. They, they went after a big man out of Maryland, the center, Jalen Smith. Yes, I'm talk- the team that I am talking about is the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns is gearing up to make a huge push in the right now, make a huge push in the West. I'm talking they're going to be guard heavy and they're going to be intelligent as well. They 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 boosted up their IQ over this time. And let me tell you how they did that. Now, a lot of people think to themselves, how do we build on a team? How do we make a team better? How do we? What do we do? What pieces do we add? Now, one of the key things that I saw last year that I found out was going to be a great piece to add to Phoenix is Chris Paul. Let me tell you why. Chris Paul had no reason to be great last year. He, he, he had got traded to OKC. It was a young team. It was a team that wasn't expected to make the playoffs. It was a team that wasn't expected to even to, 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 to make a sound in the, in the conference. But they did that. They made the playoffs. They made a, They made more than a sound. And Chris Paul had to move in like a well-oiled machine, changing his body around, committing to his game, and elevating everything about what, what, who, and what Chris Paul was. Yes, of course, we all remember Chris Paul as a uh, as a maestro during the Lob City years in, in with the Clippers, or as a floor general during the time that he uh, was gearing up playing for the Oklahoma Hornets and the New Orleans Hornets. And yes, OKC absolutely knew what what potential they had with bringing him back there. So he slimmed down. He got himself into shape, switched to a vegan diet, and get, and had these boys, have these young boys running and playing at a level that they never could play at. Now, let's look on the flip side. Let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. They were absolutely amazing in the bubble. As a matter of fact, hands down, they were the scariest team to see in the bubble. But they still fell short of making those playoffs. And I would have to say that the best team in the bubble didn't make the playoffs at all. And Devin Booker just needed something a little bit extra. Who could rally these troops to get them over that hump? Who else but Chris Paul? 
yes, the maestro for all the young players out there, the young point guards you want to go ahead and follow. As a matter of fact, right after they traded, right after Oklahoma City Th Thunder traded Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns, he was there the following day, him and Devin Booker in the gym working, putting on that, putting in that work. Now, let me tell you, this is here's what the Suns the Sun sent Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, uh, Ty Jerome and Jalen Lequeur, and a 2022 first round pick to Oklahoma City. Now, the first round pick is protected. And it's going to be the first 12 picks. If it's the number, you know, say if it's the first 10 picks, it's going to be uh, 2023 or the first eight selections in 2024, which is an unprotected pick for the 2025. So it was a lot. They pretty much gave up a king's ransom for Chris Paul. Now, with, with this new style that they're going to have, this is going to be pretty much an all-or-nothing type deal right now. You know, say DeAndre Ayton, he's going to have help with Jalen Smith. Uh, Devin Booker is going to have uh, Chris Paul there to show him the way and show him how to be that next level of Devin Booker. And the level of Devin Booker that he's at currently is absolutely scary. So when you talk about a man who could drop 50 on you or drop 60 on you at any given time, now he's looking at going to the next level. It makes Phoenix a pretty scary team to, 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 to play against. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest things was the class act of Chris Paul leaving out of OKC was absolutely amazing. You know, when we take a look right here at, uh, at the post that he made, he is like, OKC, what a full circle moment this last season was. Generally, I'm genuinely grateful for your hospitality and a warm welcome from day one. Much love to everyone in the organization, the fans, and most importantly, the fellows who brought out that dog in me day in and day out. Year 15 will never be forgotten. It won't be forgotten from us neither, Chris. I'm going to tell you, that dog came out of him. And, and I, Devin Booker, he's going to be bringing all of that out of him now over there in Phoenix. So great job. Great job. The Los Angeles Lakers, they actually did some moves too. You know, they, they picked up Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, one of the great ones coming out of OKC as well, you know, and he was right there, right beside Chris Paul. That's why I know what Chris Paul could do with uh, Devin Booker because he did it with Dennis Schroeder. So I'm glad that he's going to be wearing the gold and purple, you know. Now, the Lakers sent over a number, the number 28 pick in Wednesday's NBA draft to the Thunder as part of the deal. And guard Danny Green is being discussed as a player going to Oklahoma City. Right, and if, just in case y'all are unaware of who Danny Green is, yes, Danny Green was the gentleman who missed the three pointer after that would have sealed the game and, and made sure that um, Lakers won in five. But that's okay, that's okay because you know he's a champion. There's many other shots that he made throughout the year. So, Danny Green, we do love you for what you did with the Lakers organization, and I know that you're going to be doing big things wherever you finally land. All right. Now, another another big trade right here. This was this was the one right here that actually shocked me. Drew Holiday being traded from um, the Pelicans. The Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks reshaped their roster around two time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo because they were agreeing for a trade with the NBA with uh, the New Orleans Pel Pelicans guard Drew Holiday. 
And this was going to make things a little bit better for Giannis. Now, the Bucks are sending Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three first-round picks, and two future draft pick swaps to New Orleans for, uh, well, this is going to be a good team. This is going to be a good squad that they're sending over to New Orleans. Now, New Orleans on the whole is going to look better. You have Lonzo Ball there. I'm loving Lonzo. I'm loving Zion. I'm loving that relationship that they got over there. And adding in Eric Bledsoe to that, that's only going to make Lonzo better because that's a great point guard in itself that he's going to get to play behind. George Hill is another great point guard. Now, I feel they're going to be very point guard heavy. Somebody's going to have to move to a shooting guard and be able to attack off the wing. Of course, you're going to have Ingram there. Ingram's going to be one of the, he's one of the greatest wing players that they can have on their roster right now. But where does that fit Lonzo Ball? Or George Hill, is he going to be the number three? George Hill, is Lonzo Ball going to be the number two? Or is he going to remain as the number one? Now, here's, here's, here's the one that made me smile. I want to save this one for last. I want to talk about this one last. The reason I want to talk about this one last, I want to make sure that Malik, who had tuned in, yes, I'm talking about my guy, Malik Span of the Blitz. I'm hoping he's tuning in and listening to me as I speak about this right here. The Philadelphia 76ers is trading veteran, veteran shooting guard Josh Richardson to the Dallas Mavericks. And guess for who? Guess. I'll let y'all guess. Yes, Seth Curry. Woo! So guess what? This year, we are going to be treated to having a Curry on each coast. Yes, Seth Curry... And a beautiful move for them. And here's why. They picked up Maxi in the draft, which was this young kid coming out, great ball handler coming out of Kentucky. I, I, I like what he got over there. But with Ben Simmons, which we all know the issues that we've been having with Ben Simmons, as well as with Joel Embiid being able to draw a double team from just about anywhere, of course, you now add in a shooter of Seth, uh, well, Seth Curry, and that's going to help spread the floor. And that will, I feel, and personally, that will help mask what Ben Simmons can't do. Now you add Doc Rivers into the, into the mix. Yes, the same Doc Rivers as Seth Curry's father-in-law. Think about that. Think about going to work for your father-in-law. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works, you know? <laughs> so he's going to be working with his father-in-law in, in Doc Rivers. Because, yes, Seth Curry is married to Doc Rivers' daughter. So he's going to be over there with him. That's going to allow them to spread the floor. Now, we know that Doc Rivers works well when it comes to working with uh, either children or children-in-law because we saw how it was with him in Austin. There was no nepotism. He played him just, he treated him just like another player. Same thing is going to happen with Seth Curry. I could definitely believe that. But here's the beauty of it. They're going to go back to an old-school style of spreading that floor that uh, Doc was utilizing in Boston. And when you do that on the East Coast, that makes you a dominant team because you're able to spread the floor just like a West Coast team. If you spread the floor with great wings to attack and you're versatile where you have a big man who can shoot the three and stretch out the fives like you do with Joel Embiid, then guess what you have? you have a similar West Coast scene playing on the East. I think Philadelphia and, hold on, let me go ahead and say this because I want to make sure Malik is listening. 
I think Philadelphia 76ers have a chance. And listen, I'm going to say it again. They have a chance to be one of the best teams coming out of the East this year. Yup, I said it. Go ahead and at me if you want to, but I've definitely said it. Nas, let's go ahead and jump into the world of basketball. I actually want to jump on this one topic from the world of basketball. I want to talk about the NBL. Yes, the NBL have two of their greatest young stars right now in the NBA draft. One of them is RJ Hampton. And arguably, during the time I know that you've been listening to my podcast, I spoke about him on ball court many times before. And pre-COVID, during those pre-COVID days when we used to speak and we sat down and we talked about how RJ Hampton is looking better than LaMelo Ball. I felt that he did not go as high as he should have. He definitely went low, you know, but on a whole, I feel that him going 24th to the Bucks is something that is extremely positive. Because we just spoke about how the Bucks traded away uh, Eric Bledsoe, but now you have RJ Hampton, who is just not just a regular guard. He's extremely dynamic. You know that he's already played professionally overseas uh, in the NBL. You know that he's he's had development that's needed to play that grown man level of basketball. But is he going to be the key piece that is needed right now to hold on to Giannis? If not, we're talking about Giannis being in Miami by the next season. So we need somebody who's going to be there and that's going to ride with them and play through that. So RJ Hampton, I love, because, and just in case anybody who don't know, he played for the New Zealand Breakers. I love the way he played because he, he was the type of person who would attack the game and play at a high level. He would, uh, sorry, correction. Oh my, I've, I just got word. I just got word. I, 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 RJ Hampton was just traded to the Denver Nuggets. This is absolutely astonishing. Denver Nuggets. Here's why. The Denver Nuggets right now is guard heavy. They are super guard heavy. This was honestly... And, and I'm trying to get word right now. I'm actually contact. We're trying to get in contact with producers. We've got to find out who he was traded for or what he was traded for. But he, him going to the Denver Nuggets, that could mean, that can be the end of Giannis as a buck. And here's why. Here's why I'm saying this. I'm not jumping the gun here. I'm not going crazy. Here's why I'm saying this. You've gotten rid of not just one great point guard, but R.J. Hampton has been known to feed the big man. I'm talking when he played for New Zealand Breakers, he would he'd run the floor at a fevered pace, and he's, give, he's looking for the big man. Giannis would have absolutely loved that. But now with him being over there in Denver, getting traded to Denver, it's up in the air. It's up in the air over there. Oh, boy. Man, this is a solemn night right now. See, I'm telling you, I, I, that's why I started off the show. I told you the NBA is moving at a fevered pace. We're talking by December 22nd. So it's going to be minute to minute. There's going to be a lot of changes going on. Man, wow. Wow. RJ Hampton with the Denver Nuggets. 
this could be a squad. Think about it. Stop and think. Do you believe that this could be this could be the one that they're looking for? Because Denver is not a bad team right now. You know, is this this is I I'm actually I'm actually blown away by this. I'm blown away. I I want to grab I want to grab some more information. You know what? I'm gonna take a short little break. We're gonna be right back. We're gonna grab some more information, and then we're gonna talk about the coach's topic. You know, a word from our coach. But before, let's get another word on what's happening with RJ. Stick around right here on Ball Court, the draft edition. <laughs> Welcome back to Ball Court. Wow, this is, that's been amazing. RJ Hampton over at the Denver Nuggets. This is going to be a team. I'm telling you, it's a squad to look at. Man, they're going to be beautiful. But with that, with me confirming that information, it's safe for me to say that Giannis is on his way to Miami. There will be no pot. And if the Milwaukee Bucks are smart right now, you got you to gotta come up with something. You got to get him another superstar or he is gone. He is absolutely outdoor. And I can't find a reason why he would stay. Without another superstar there, right? And I'm not talking just a regular superstar. I'm talking about a major superstar. This was your chance. You know what I'm saying? With Drew Holiday gone, that was it. You got rid of, uh, you got rid of Matthew Brogdon a year ago. This is, it, it, it's starting to trend. It's starting to snowball. So Giannis may be out of there. But I got a word from our coach. This is going to be the word from a coach. I just want to go ahead and end on this note. And this is something that has I have spoken about, and I have actually sat down in length with a lot of people. Um, I was actually looking on my Twitter, and Women's Hoops had tweeted that women athletes can absolutely be role model for male athletes. You know, and this is I posed a conversation in a group, you know, saying I've, I've gotten some, some people said that it just can't happen. I, I found myself sitting down and I started to think about this, all right? My daughter, a female athlete, you know what I'm saying? She loves female sports. She watches WNBA, huge fan of Liz, Liz Cambage and the Aces, big fan. But her, her name, she names herself after LeBron. Like her nickname that she'll call, she'll, she does a move, she yells out LeBron. So it is normal. It has been normalized in our society for a female athlete to look up to a male athlete as a hero. But our society hasn't normalized male athletes looking up to female athletes. And that, I feel, is an issue. When I grew up, I wasn't just playing basketball. I also ran track. And... Being for the fact that I ran track and being tall, I wanted to be able to do every sport. I wanted to do every um, every event in track and field. My role model, one of the biggest role models that I had that really pushed me to play basketball, as well as pushed me um, to push me to compete as hard as I did in track and field, despite who was around me and how great they were around me, wasn't Carl Lewis. It wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Jackie Jordan Kersey. And Jackie Jordan Kersey made me feel like 
when I watched her compete, when I watched the level that she competed at, she made me feel like I can compete too at that level. Now, back then I didn't see her as, you know, a female athlete. I saw her just as a professional athlete and a professional athlete that trained hard, practiced harder than mostly every other athlete, male or female, um, competed at a level that you could not, that wasn't comparable to any other athlete. But for me, it was normal. It was a normal process for me. I looked up to her. I looked up to uh, Cheryl Miller. It was normal for me. And maybe because in my household, um, being, oh, being overly macho wasn't a thing in our household. In our household, we, we pretty much measured everything on your level of commitment to what you were doing and how good you were able to do it. So your gender never really mattered. My sister was one of the better basketball players in our household, you know, as well as she was one of the best all-around athletes in our household. So gender didn't matter to us. So when I saw that post, it kind of struck me in a way that obviously gender matters to some. An athlete or a hero should be measured not by their gender, but by their accomplishments and their dedication to those accomplishments and what they have done. And that's what we model ourselves after. You are in the, they, and if we break it down, they are the people that we want to be and emulate in our life. And it doesn't mean that they just have to be a guy to be a great person, to be a great athlete. It means that regardless of gender, regardless of orientation, regardless of whatever they are outside of being that great athlete, we can always find them to be a role model. So let's not confine ourselves. Let's not put ourselves in a box. One day we might find inspiration in that little girl that is shooting that ball the same way we found inspiration in the grown man that hit the ball over the fence. So that is just a word from the coach. I want y'all to keep that open mind going forward. And as the draft has taken place and it has closed, there will be more trades going on and it will be going on and on. As a matter of fact, the trade season started Monday at noon. It's going to be going on. NBA season starts in a month. So everybody stand back, stand ready. I am super excited right now. And guess what? It's that time where we got to give our shout outs before I let you go. And before I go ahead and get my shout out, I got to go ahead and give a special, special thank you to my sponsor. Yes. Go ahead. And, I got to tell you, cashtocheckin.com. Go ahead and listen to them. Check it out. Cashtocheckin.com. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical. Wow, that was cashyourchecking.com. When you're tired of living their dreams, you ready to start living your own? 
Call up capturechecking.com. They're going to make those changes. They're going to give you the finances that you need to go ahead and move forward. I want to give a special thank you and a special shout out to CWN Sports. Check it out. CWNSports.com. There's articles. There's news. There's bios. There's actual more and more shows. There's our content. Go out there, subscribe, listen, make sure you're getting all the new specials on there, as well as go to radio.com. Follow us. You could check out The Blitz. Yes, with my guy Malik. Also, wake up every morning. Get on there with the Sean Harvey Morning Show. Sean Harvey and them ladies, they are absolutely funny. They keep me in tears every morning. I love to wake up with them, and I know you'll do the same. And, and if you like hearing my voice, I, I appear on there every now and again. You know, I always like to say hello. So definitely check them out. And of course, let's kick it. We're coming into season two and we got some new fashion that's coming out. And so with that new fashion, there's going to be some new fashion news. Stay on the top and the cutting edge of fashion news right there with Let's Kick It. And we got some more things happening with CWN Sports. So please stick with us. Hang with us. When you see that Comedy World Network, you know it is real. And I am your host, Coach Drew. This has been Ball Court, the world of basketball. And thank you. I will see you next time right here on the world of basketball. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.